Yeah, no, I think the, I guess there's a there's a long tradition of um, bourgeois self-criticism. Um, this Flaubert um, line, the, the sight of the bourgeoisie made him want to simultaneously weep and vomit. Um, and who was known to sign his letters in Latin, Gustavus Flaubertius uh, Bourgeois Bourgeois Um So yeah, I mean, there is. I guess that's that's probably related to that, you know, that fraction or that part of the bourgeoisie that sees it sees itself as um, <clears throat> kind of most limited by that kind of Protestant ethic and that Calvinist. Um, need to need to be a good a good boy or a good girl, otherwise it will show you that that God doesn't love you and you're going to hell forever. Which you know, is, and I guess, is a pretty good incentive to to be uh, thrifty. You, you and... are you are going to hell, George. Don't worry. Well, better to rule in hell than serve in heaven. Um, so yeah, I, I could <clears throat> I could make a, a hell heaven or whatever. <laughs> If I if I tried anyway, I feel like I'm I'm I, no Alex. I think that is a really good point, right? That the what are the terms on which the you can have a critique of the bourgeoisie today? There's obviously a lot of like clarifying what that term means, and that is not an easy um, task. Um, but yeah, yeah it does. Spoken, it, I mean, we've spoken about it before. I'm not sure it exists in a meaningful sense the way it used to, and certainly not in the sense that they would constitute like a. Um, you know, kind of uh, a power base um, within society. I mean, maybe a voting block, you know, but not like, a, not the kind of, um, not as a class, I think, in the way that they might have. So, you know, there might be like a wealth, well-to-do German who owns like some kind of, I don't know, engineering firm that manufactures lenses, you know, a small engineering firm that manufactures highly specialist lenses to go to China or something. And he drives a Mercedes and has a nice yeah. big car and this kind of thing and kind of has regular holidays in Spain or whatever. But it's not like, um, you know, I think just the nature of uh, corporate capitalism and the era in which we are means that those that kind of person, which I think is classically kind of European, um, doesn't really, it just, they aren't as numerous, they aren't as influential, they aren't as organized, and they aren't as conscious of themselves as being kind of a distinct national group with their own kind of interests, economic and political, as they would have been in the past. And I think that's probably true in the US as well, because the old waspy kind of... Um, you know, East Coast elite. I mean, they've been kind of uh, chiseled away since the 1970s. I mean, you know, that's politics since the 1970s is edging those people out of power. Well, and I mean, you know, the managerial revolution, which by the time that this film is made is, um, has already kind of fully, almost fully it's played itself out. But, you know, the breaking up of ownership and control, which, you know, already starts to ha beginning to happen at the end of the 19th century, um, is is a, a major factor. So, you know, it's only smaller capitalists or medium-sized capitalists like the type of person that Phil just described very well, um, who is an owner and operator. Um, and the question of repression and anality is very important in this. You know, I mean, anality in, in the sense of, you know, holding on to your poo, right? And getting driving some pleasure from from holding on, um, which is, you know, holding is that on what to you do? Um, no, no, I'm, I'm, I just let it all go. It's disgusting. Um, the, the, <laughs> the hippie, uh, the, you know, the, that is a, someone who, um, because they're an owner operator, right. Um, there's no kind of principal agent problem. They are 
responsible for their own money and making those investments. So, you know, they, they suppress their own consumption to a certain degree to accumulate, right? And that's a classic bourgeois, which is described by, by, by Marx and Weber and, you know, kind of very obvious figure of classical sociology. Whereas by the 1970s, and certainly by the time of, of our time, you know, the that figure hasn't disappeared from the scene, but is the much more frequent one is the kind of managerial, upper managerial professional, right, who manages and might manage a lot of money and might earn stock for doing that job. But fundamentally, they're not the ones controlling their own money, they're acting on behalf, they're an agent on behalf of some other principal, right. Um, and that changes, I think, the psychological profile, you know, they're kind of bureaucrats rather than um, this kind of repressive figure. Um, so I think there's, there's a whole different world that emerges from that. And then the, the line of criticism will be different. The line of criticism will be yeah. um, the, to a certain extent, the critique of the PMC, though, you know, I think that is a whole, another word, which is super slippery, and means a whole bunch of different things to different people. Um, but nevertheless, you know, the, the, the critique of the contemporary corporate manager in one of these oligopolistic corporations um, would be the the, the, the the form that the bourgeoisie takes today. And they're, they're different, you know, they might be, buy into like diversity initiatives and um, are much more, um, yeah, much more kind of a bureaucratic figure. Um, but there will be, but there will yeah. be tropes, right? So, you know, you will, you've got the kind of rise and grind stuff, that kind of yeah. Protestant ethic, which is embedded into Instagram and is absorbed in all sorts of new, you know, new contexts. And it's kind of made extreme, you know, like you got to drink your kale smoothie at 5 a.m. and meditate and then journal and then do 5,000 crunches. You know, I mean, it's extreme. Or like the rich, you know, the food thing, you know, like in the satirized in the menu, that the classic kind of bourgeois ritual of the, um, the dinner, the consumption of the kind of uh, highly prepared food is turned into something so kind of extreme. So those tropes of like of bourgeois civilization and life, they kind of survive in different contexts, but also kind of ramped up to absurd extremes. Well, hello, listener. I hope you like what you're hearing. It's a short excerpt from an episode that's available only to subscribers. Want to support BungaCast and get at least two original episodes a month? Sign up at patreon.com slash BungaCast right now. $5 a month patrons get access to exclusive episodes like our in-depth analyses of present history. You know, the big stuff that's happening right now. As well as chats with our regular guests, extended interviews with the key thinkers trying to understand our world today, and much more. For $10 a month, you join the BungaCast Reading Club the place for those of us who are serious about equipping ourselves with the necessary intellectual tools for understanding the world and seeking to change it. Phil, George, and myself, Alex, look forward to seeing you there. Patreon.com slash BungaCast. Bungacast.